Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, world. My name is Reverend Adrian L. Robinson II, a.k.a. Rev. Rob, a.k.a. Pastor Rob, a.k.a. whatever you want to call me. This is Deeper in the Word. The show where we give you the real about scripture with people who actually know and understand it so that you can get a better grasp of what certain things in the Bible mean and how they relate to your life and experience and how you can apply something that was written so long ago to what you are going through right now. What's up, personnel? Welcome back to another fun-filled, fantabulous week here at this little podcast we call Deeper in the Word. Shout out to everybody that tunes in every week. Shout out to all our new listeners all around the world. Uh, We're so grateful for you. Uh, Shout out to... um, Everybody that has come to hear us through Feedspot, shout out to Feedspot, uh, recently voted us as one of the top 20 podcasts on the internet for Christian doctrine, and we're very grateful for that. It's not to take away from any other podcast, but we're just grateful that we're recognized for preaching sound biblical doctrine, the under, unadulterated word of God, because that's what we're all about here. And that's what we're all about today, y'all. As we speak from an episode that we have entitled Divine Fury. Divine Fury. And our scripture this week is coming out of the book of Romans, chapter 1, verses 18 to 23. Now let me read this for y'all. I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translation version of the Bible. Here's what the word of the Lord says. But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious ever-living God, they worshiped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. Divine fury. What does that mean exactly? Well, let's break that down. Divine, of course, the first part of that means from God or of God. And fury basically means, you know, the wrath of something or someone. Think of like Bruce Lee. You ever seen Bruce Lee movie Fist of Fury? Yeah, you feeling the wrath of those fists and them feet. You're feeling the wrath of those things. And that was not to to make fun of the Asian community. That was actually a noise that Bruce Lee used to make. (laughs) So shout out to Bruce Lee. May he rest in peace. And shout out to our Asian community. Um, But you was going to feel the wrath of the fists and the feet of Bruce Lee when he go upside your head. Upside the head of any of those goofy villains that tried to come up against him. Y'all know I saw recently that in, it's not, I think it's, it's Fist of Fury or Enter the Dragon. One of the two, where the temple scene, where he goes into the temple and disrespects their temple and beats everybody up. Jackie Chan was in that scene, and I didn't know that. But anyway, 
So divine fury, based on our definition, y'all, is God's wrath. Okay? And make no mistake, y'all. God's wrath, that's not just a myth or a scare tactic. The wrath of God is a proven fact. People don't think it's real anymore because they haven't seen it enacted like the way it used to be in the Old Testament. Where, you know, like the sons of Korah, where they got judged on the spot and the ground opened up, they all fell, you know, stuff like that. People haven't seen it like that. So they're like, man, God, God's not real because he's not punishing people who are evil for the evil stuff that they do. Therefore, he's not real. But he's a proven fact. So much so that the Bible doesn't even really try to prove whether or not God's wrath is true. It just tells us about it like it's a reality because it is. So somebody would get their Bobby Brown. Oh, some asked the question. Some would ask, so if God is this loving God, then why would he be wrathful against us? I mean, aren't we his creation? So why don't he show love to his children like he should or he could? Listen, God is a God of love, but at the same time, he is a God of intense wrath. Think of your parents. Your parents love you, but at the same time, they're only going to put up with so much of your nonsense, okay, before the smackdown is coming and you feel the intense wrath of your parents' authority and superiority over you. It's only natural that God would be the same way with his creation. And his wrath is revealed in the world today. And everybody's going to experience it. By every person that leaves this world without a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And goes on to eternity. Either you go in one place to the other. And if you do not embrace his son, that wrath is waiting for you in eternity. People really need to grasp the concept of eternity, y'all. That's forever, ever, ever. Okay, this is fleeting here on this planet. You can die tomorrow. But then after that is the forever. Where do you want to spend your forever? So anyway, how does a loving God even get mad in the first place, right? How is wrath even remotely part of God's nature? God's perfect and blameless, right? So how's wrath part of his nature? Say to God, the answer to that question is found in these verses. God tells us in the clearest of words precisely why his wrath burns so intensely against the children of this world. By the way, listen to what I just said. The children of this world. Just because God created you don't mean that you're his child. You're his creation. You're only his child when you choose to follow his son and obey the precepts of his son and of his word. That's what makes you his child. Otherwise, you're just his child in name only. You're just a creation. It's like, you it's the reverse of a deadbeat dad. You're a deadbeat kid, okay? Because you reject your father, not the other way around, okay? So that's really what it is. God's children who obey and follow him, and then there are those who are created by him, but who are actually children of the world, children of the devil. They live their lives in a way that shows their allegiance to the enemy and not the Lord. Look, that ain't me judging you, and that ain't me telling you that. That came directly from Jesus himself. Look at the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verses 43 to 45. Why can't you understand what I'm saying? It's because you can't even hear me. 
For you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So when I tell the truth, you just naturally don't believe me. Ooh, that's Jesus just breaking them off with some factuals, with some actual factuals. So God's wrath is going to burn against those whom he designates. And if we look at these passages of text, chapter uh, Roman, uh, book of Romans, chapter one, verses, forgive me, eighteen to twenty-three. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I think what we're going to see is that there are some precise reasons why God's wrath is poured out against men. It's, I think we're going to see four of them, in fact. This text shows us four specific reasons why God's wrath is poured out on, against men, again, uh, poured out on us. And here's the first one. And it's due to man's rebellion towards God. Man's rebellion towards God. Look at verse 18. We're right out of the text. Romans chapter 1, verse 18. But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. See, this verse is talking about the nature of man's sin. Man is ungodly by nature, by choice. This means that he has no relationship with God on purpose. It's of his own volition. All the unsaved believers, when I say man here, not being sexist, understand I'm talking about mankind. So that includes men and women and children and babies and everybody. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about, but really men and women, all right? And so when we talk about man being ungodly by nature, we're talking about men and women. It's by choice. Unbelievers don't believe by their own choice. That's what he's saying. He's like, all this truth about the Lord out here, which we're going to get to in a second, all this truth about how he's revealing himself out here, and you choose to ignore it, okay? You're doing that out of a sense of rebellion on purpose, and so because men do that and women, because they have no relationship with God, they also have no relationship with their fellow men. You see what I'm saying? When you don't have a relationship with the Lord, you definitely can't relate to other people around you. You ain't got no love for the one who created you. You ain't gonna have no love for his other creations, just like you. So man is in open rebellion against the Lord all the time, and it's by our own choice. And it's been like this. Look at Romans chapter three, verses 10 to 12. As the scriptures say, no one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. All have turned away. All have become useless. No one does good, not a single one. You know what that's talking about? That's talking about the stubborn nature of men. Because men willfully suppress the truth so that he can keep on sinning and doing what he wants. Mankind is so enslaved to sin that they make up new ways to justify doing it. And Paul talked about this, this twisted mindset that people have before they embrace the Lord 
and how the church in Ephesus was like this. Look at Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. Paul's like, yo, we used to be just like that, but we changed when we embraced the Lord. But because we used to be like that, we know what y'all going through. We know y'all hard-headed in y'all sin and y'all obstinate in y'all desire to do what y'all want to do and not what the Lord requires of you because that's not what you want. We get it, okay? But give us a shot here. I'll let your man to them, okay? Man stubbornly holds on to his sins and it undermines the truth of God, y'all. So, so far we've discussed man's rebellion towards God and what's behind it. So what else can this text of this letter that Paul wrote to the Romans so many years ago, what can it teach us about God's wrath being poured out on mankind? Well, we're going to delve into a few more of these reasons, y'all. Remember, we said it was four. That's one. Check out the other three with us after we come back from the break, y'all. Are you looking for a different kind of podcast? Then tune in to The One Life Show with C.C. Eccles. We are a Christ-centered podcast that believes in challenging you to be the best version of you possible. Yeah, we're more than just a podcast. We are a total experience. So tune in to The One Life Podcast on your favorite platform, including Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Breaker, iHeartRadio, BMC Radio Canada, and BMC UK. You'll be so happy you did. Hey friends, check out the best faith-based radio station in the world, BMC Radio, where we're reaching the unreachable. BMC Radio promotes a wide variety of gospel, dance mix, and old school music to go along with a healthy mix of faith-based messages and talk shows geared towards strengthening your daily walk with Christ. We are committed to providing our growing global audience with well-rounded programming that promotes the gospel while also invoking fresh new approaches to what 21st century evangelism is truly about. Just go to www.bmcradio.org.uk to listen live every day, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And you can have your own show and advertise your business on BMC Radio for absolutely free, free, free. And as I always like to say, who doesn't love something that costs free 99 Again, simply go to www.bmcradio.org.uk and click on the menu for more information, including access to our 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week television channel known as BFTV 
and our 24-hour day, seven days a week, music video channel known as BMC Radio Music Television. We invite you to join us every day at BMC Radio where we're reaching the unreachable. Hey, hey, welcome back to Deeper in the Word. Deeper and deeper. Remember, you can subscribe and listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Overcast, on Apple Podcasts, in the iTunes Store, on iHeartRadio, on Amazon Music, and on BMC Radio and BMC Radio On Demand. Shout out to all of our platform providers. Y'all so awesome. We love y'all so much. Also, don't forget to email us y'all at info at benevolentfaithministries.org to send us your questions and comments for the show. Who y'all want to hear on the show? Let me tell y'all something. I'm trying to keep this a secret, but I can't because I'm too excited. Y'all do realize this is our 90, I believe 94th episode of Deeper in the Word. Okay, we give it up for that. But that means we're getting close to 100. That means we're getting close to season five. And when I tell y'all that season five is going to be bigger and bigger and more spectacular than any season we've ever done with some of the biggest guests we've ever had, oh, please believe it. It's all in the works right now. Please understand and believe me, but y'all stay tuned for that. Amen. But we still want to hear from y'all and what y'all want to hear on the show and who y'all want to hear from. So email us, info at benevolentfaithministry.org and join us every Tuesday night, 7 Eastern, 6 Central, 4 Pacific for our online church services. You just go to benevolentfaithministries.online.church, create a screen nickname and chat along with us during the service. Also, y'all make sure y'all check out BMC Radio, www.bmcradio.org.uk. The best internet-based radio station in the world. I already said that. That's part of our uh, platform that you hear this show on. Shout out to BMC Radio. Shout out to Evangelist Nick Brown. Shout out to Deliver Hope Ministries. Shout out to Miss Wendy and the whole family. That's my family out there in the UK. Y'all go ahead and support uh, Deliver Hope Ministries and BMC Radio, where you can hear not just faith-based stuff, man, play music, get you some Michael Jackson on, whatever it is. BMC Radio got it for you. Go check it out. And also go check out BFTV, our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week television channel. That's right, y'all. We got our own television channel. And just like BMC Radio that's on 24-7, this is our TV station that's on 24-7 with all the videos that you love, uh, movies from TNT Management. We've been doing another marathon soon since those are very popular. Uh, sermons, uh, church services from all over the world because this is an international station. Unlike other online uh, streaming stations or streaming uh, platforms, you can stream us all around the world. My fa- I say this often. My family and I were in Paris, and we couldn't get some of the big-name uh, streaming services. They were not available. But you can um, not only stream our channel all over the world, you can watch it in your own language as well. So check out BFTV, and soon you will be seeing BFTV embedded on our website, benevolentfaithministries.org, to look for more information on that. Amen. But today, y'all, today, our show is entitled Divine Fury. 
And we're talking about the specific reasons, and we already said there's four of them, why God's wrath is poured out against men. In our last segment, we highlighted the first one. That's man's rebellion towards God. Now, here's another reason why God's wrath is poured out on mankind. And that's because of man's revelation of God. Here's what I mean. Look at verses 19 and 20 of our text. Uh, The book of Romans, chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and his divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. This verse is telling, telling us and speaking about men suppressing God, the suppressing nature of men. In other words, a telltale sign of man's rebellion against God is the fact that he knows the truth about God and yet, despite his knowledge and possession of this knowledge and this truth, he still holds or suppresses it. So what is this truth he's suppressing? It's the very revelation of God himself. It's like Paul's telling us in the text. God has revealed himself plainly through his creation, us, the heavens, the earth. You look around, you see the miraculous things of nature and you ever travel, you see the beauty of the world. That's how God has revealed himself to us. That's how you know he's real, okay? In other words, Paul is making an apologetic argument here. He's saying, if you know there's an intelligent design behind all these things, then you're being willfully ignorant if you fail to also acknowledge an intelligent designer behind the design. This stuff didn't just magically appear out of anywhere, and it certainly wasn't by man's hand. And that's the real tragedy, because a lot of men think that, and that's the basis for a lot of their stubbornness. But don't even get me started with that. So in this way, when you look around, you see the intelligent design. Paul's saying God is making himself visible and known to everybody. He has a strong desire to reveal himself to us. He wants us to know him so that we can get to know him personally. He wants to have a relationship with us. That's the whole point of Jesus coming. And we always say that. When you you follow Christ, it's a relationship and not a religion. It's a relationship because you're getting, getting to know you. You're getting to know God, okay? That's what he wants. That's why he's seeking after us in the first place. So in order to do this, he has to reveal himself in to mankind in a million ways every day. And he does it every single day. Now, he does it through miracles, but a lot of people don't believe in miracles. And even when a miracle is right in their face, when they see a drug dealer converted, stuff like that, they still don't understand it or believe it. So he still reveals himself in many ways um, in such a way that he makes himself visible. He, he, He makes it to where men cannot deny his existence. First and foremost, he reveals within each of us within the heart and mind of every believer. And Jesus made this plain that he's already made that appeal on our behalf in this respect. Look at John, Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 16 and 17. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper 
to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Okay, now that is a promise that Jesus already made to his father. He said, I will ask the father. He's going to send you a helper. That was the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit's going to be with you and live in you. So God has made that revelation plain first and foremost. My Spirit's in you and with you. All you have to do is believe it. Okay, so we have God within us. It's not His fault if we don't believe it, by the way. But when you believe that and you have His Spirit within you, oh, miraculous things begin to happen. Hallelujah. But His Spirit's within us. But we can also see God's Spirit all around us. The power of God's revelation of himself lies in the scope of it. Y'all like, what that mean? Put it like this. Always look to his word for great examples. And in this case, we're looking to Psalm, the book of Psalms, chapter 19, verse 1 to 6. Look at how the psalmist put it. He says, The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race. The sun rises at one end of the heavens and follows its course to the other end. Nothing can hide from its heat. That's amazing. Amazing wordplay and imagery. Only the word of God can outdo some Shakespeare or some uh, Maya Angelou or some uh, uh, Langston Hughes or some old great poetry of, of the past. Amen. So God's revelation of himself is so strong and so clear that every rational creature, Everybody that's intellectually honest, that is, has no choice but to ultimately acknowledge and worship him, bottom line. Now, here's something I want y'all to consider. A lot of people don't think science and faith go together, that they're diametrically opposed to each other, of the fact that one is based on hope and one is based on empirical factual data, right? But there's a lot of things that happen that reveal the very essence and nature of God. And if you pay attention, you see his person on display. Think how a seed becomes a mighty tree. Think how birds can navigate by the stars. You can, did you know you can raise a bird in a windowless room? You can even have a fake sky in the room while they're flying around the room. But once you let them out, they're going to be able to turn themselves in the right direction and fly the right way. Even if you quote unquote domesticate them in that room. Only God can do that. You know, there are giant telescopes that can view objects that are over 4 billion light years away, 25 million septillion miles. So many miles that you would never get there in the lifetime of everybody that's ever lived on this planet. 
You know, most scientists now all agree that the universe came into existence at a specific instance in time, okay? And that whole idea of evolution, a lot of scientists don't really get down with evolution. Don't get mad at me. Look it up for yourself. I'm just telling you. Scientists, for scientists, evolution is out of vogue. Many scientists now believe very wholeheartedly that there is some form of higher intelligence associated with creation. Okay? And how could they not? Think about the fact that on the planet Earth right now, as big as it is, there are over, there's at least, there's almost 2,000 supercell storms, lightning, thunder, maybe hurricanes, maybe typhoon. There's like almost 2,000 of those going on at any given time. Like right now, as I'm speaking, somewhere in the world, it's a thunderstorm going on. At least 2,000 of them. Do y'all know that all the energy that was needed to create and sustain all those storms is like, what's the number? Like 1.3 trillion horsepower? It's crazy. Like only an un, only an intelligent design could design something like that. Y'all know there's over 10 million species of insects in the world. It's insects you've never heard of. To where if you saw it, it looks so crazy to you, you'd be like, ah! I guarantee you, Google, Google unusual insects. You'll find a lot you've never heard of in remote parts of the world. And speaking of which, there's parts of the world where the ocean is so deep that they're just now trying to, like in Antarctica, in Antarctica, they're just now drilling beneath the ice and they're finding marine life that they didn't know was down there. They're like, this is Antarctica. We thought it would be too cold here, right? They're coming to discover that there's actual marine life in that icy, frigid water. And it's the type of marine life that we've mankind's never experienced before because we didn't think nothing was down there. So it's some crazy looking fish and other type of stuff. It's amazing. Google this stuff. You don't take my word for it. But only God could do this. You understand what I mean? Like the sun, think about the sun. It travels at like 187,000 miles a second. Do y'all know that it would take 125 light years just to travel across our galaxy? our whole galaxy and the Milky Way is just one galaxy there are billions of galaxies in the universe it would take our sun like remember we talked about light years before it would take our sun 125,000 light years to travel across the galaxy and this is one galaxy and there are billions of galaxies only an intelligent design er could create that intelligent design. All that stuff is factual and happening right now. All of it. God did all that stuff to prove that he's real and that he has real great power and that we should bow down to it. That's why the Bible said the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Only a fool would say that. Only a fool would look at creation and man's limited capacity to do so many things and to understand so many aspects of life and still not think that there's a God. Only a fool would do that, y'all. 
So why does God reveal himself to us like that in that fashion? Just to force us into a moment of making a decision. God wants every person to, like I said, have a relationship with him. But that means you got to bow down before him in humble repentance. You got to bow down before him in worship. You got to make him your number one, your king. You got to make him the apex of your life. He is the priority. He is first. He got first dibs on everything. And people ain't willing to do that. And that's the problem. But because God has revealed himself to everyone so plainly, he's left everybody that don't want to get right with him. They ain't got no excuse now for their continued state of sin. No one has an excuse anymore. He's revealed himself to you. He's made himself plain. Nobody can get to judgment day and say, I didn't know. Nobody ever told me. Uh-uh-uh. The Bible's pretty clear about that. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? People are without excuse. I heard it said by a pastor once that the universe is like God's holy courtroom. And you got to come in there and put the evidence on because the burden of proof is on you and not on him. So if your evidence is not sufficient and does not meet the burden of proof and you're left with no excuse for your behavior, then the divine fury is coming and you're going to be guilty as charged when you're standing at that great white throne. And charges going to be read clearly against you. You understand what I'm saying? I don't think anyone wants to face that type of divine fury when it comes to our eternity. Amen? Now, coming up in our last segment, we want to finish this discussion about God's divine fury, including an examination of how men reject the Lord and then the results of that rejection. And it ain't pretty. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, Come back and find out what I mean after we come back from the break, y'all. Hi, I am Dr. Maria Manjapani, licensed Christian counselor, and I would like to invite you to visit my YouTube channel where I publish videos on how to use the Bible to guide us in every situation in life. You can find me in Google or the YouTube app. Type dra.m. A-R-I-A-M-A-N-G-I-A-P-A-N-E. Thank you and have a blessed day. Hey, y'all, this is Rev Rob, and I am excited to announce our brand new relationship with the mobile app known as Wisdom App, where you have, quote, conversations that matter. Y'all like Wisdom App? What's that? Well, Wisdom App is a new mobile app that gives you access to expert help when you need it most. When you download the app, it allows you to listen in real time and ask questions to experts in almost every area of life, from business and finance to fitness and fashion, from sports-based conversations to faith-based dialogue. So check out Benevolent Faith's new chat platform on Wisdom App called Speak On It, the Believer's Q&A, where we welcome you to ask questions directly about things related to the Bible and faith in Christ. We'll drop the topic and you come and speak about it. Download the Wisdom app in the Apple and Android stores today 
and search for at Rev Rob at lowercase R-E-V-R-O-B and become part of our growing world community in Christ where everyone is invited to speak on it. Amen. Hope to see you there. Hey, 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 welcome back to Deeper in the Word, y'all. Listen, please go download that Wisdom app that's available in Apple and Android stores right now. Man, you can ask any expert on wisdom in any category, anything you want, and they'll answer it live right there. You can call in or you can type it in. And like for us on our platform, Speak On It, the Believer's Q&A, you can go on our Facebook page, uh, Benevolent Faith Ministries Facebook page, and ask us questions for the Wisdom app, and we'll answer them live on the air. And so we encourage y'all, get down with the Wisdom app and become part of our growing world community where everybody is invited to speak on it. Amen. But today, y'all, today's show is entitled Divine Fury. And we're talking about the specific reasons why God's wrath is poured out on humanity. Why God mad at everybody? Because they deserve it. Why God putting the smackdown on people? Because they asked for it. And in our previous segments, we talked about man's rebellion towards God and man's revelation of God. Now, in this last segment, we want to look at the last two, okay? And we said that these two ain't really pretty because it's really people hard-headedness and the result of it. And the first is man's rejection of God. Man's rejection of God. Look at verse 21, Romans chapter 1, verse 21. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. You know what that is? That's a reckless choice. Paul is saying, when mankind is faced with the truth of who God is, and you make a stand against God anyway... Now you've moved into the area of outright rebellious rejection. Now you're trying to kick God to the curb, okay? And there's two ways you can look at this. There's two ways you see how they do this from the text. The first was that they didn't give God the glory, okay? Look at what he says. Yes, they do God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. They did not want to magnify and exalt God as God. They wanted to just exalt themselves, glorification of self. You know, you fail to honor God when you refuse to give him the rightful place in his life that he deserves, the rightful exaltation and putting on the pedestal that he deserves. No man deserves to be put on a pedestal, but God deserves the only pedestal. He deserves the first place. But when you walk in unrighteousness, when you openly rebellious against that and you reject God, you're not going to put him any place in your life. So he's not glorified in you. You ain't got him within you because you don't even want it, okay? You rejected it outright, rebelliously. And so as a result, you're filled with the wrath at the fool. You're filled with, he's, you're filled with God's wrath, I should say, at your own foolishness and sinfulness. That's why his wrath comes down because you was hard-headed. You brought it on yourself. So they didn't give him the glory. Then they didn't give him the gratitude. The text says, I worship him as God or even give him thanks. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. They gave him no gratitude. So they denied him. And then they took all the things that he had given them 
to teach mankind about himself and they used it for their own selfish gains without a single thought being given to him. I think a perfect example of that is the slave Bible. And we're going to have, uh, prayerfully, we're going to have Reverend uh, Terrence Albritton back on to talk about that and more in season five. Oops, I just gave away a guest. But again, y'all stay tuned because we loving it. Amen. But anyway, um, they gave no gratitude. All right. And so as a result of that, look at the condition they in. Because they rejected the Lord and his truth, they were given over to their own ridiculously wretched lives. Know what the rest of this verse says about their condition, okay? They live in a hollow life, all right? They're living for themselves, or so they think in reality, they're just wasting their time. They think they're living for themselves. They fill everything up about themselves, but eventually, all that's going to come to an end, and they're going to find out that all their time it's been wasted. All of it's been in vain. Look at Mark chapter 8, verses 36 to 37. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? In other words, what does it mean if a man accomplishes great things in this life and in the end he just goes to hell? You know what that means? It means he wasted his life. And it would have been better for him if he wouldn't have been born in the first place. If he dies without Jesus, he's lost the only thing. He's lost the only way out to keeping his soul. When he loses Jesus, he loses his soul. So that's a hollow life and it's a horrible life. Because this verse tells us that when they turned their backs on God, they began to think up foolish idea of what God was like. And as a result, their minds became dark and confused. What men seem not to understand, what people don't get, is that the only alternative to light is darkness. And the more you move away from the light, the more you get into the dark. That's why it's a horrible life. I mean, it's really bad when you think about going to hell without God. But then think about spending this life without God and then going to hell. That's horrible. And you did, it's like you're trapped in a dungeon, but you did it to yourself. And you were happy while you were doing it. While the sin was destroying you. Then when it's too late, you realize that all that time you could have had a relationship with God and could have went to heaven and spent time with him there. But it's too late. That's a horrible life. Unfortunately. So then you see man's reaction to God. Look at Romans chapter 1, verses 22 to 23. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they worshiped idols, made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. That verse is talking about, verse 22, Mankind reacts in foolish regression. Because when he turns on the Lord and he closes his eyes to the truth, he really thinks he's smart. His perception of himself, mankind's perception of himself, is that he's got it all figured out and he doesn't need God anymore. 
And God is like, y'all think y'all so smart, but y'all really fools. Sinners always got it backwards, always. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 25 to 31. This foolish plan of God is wiser than the wisest of human plans, and God's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strength. Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy when God called you. Instead, God chose those things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God chose things despised by the world, things counted as nothing at all, and used them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. God has united you with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God has made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy, and he freed us from sin. Therefore, as the scriptures say, if you want to boast, boast only about the Lord. Hallelujah. See, to the world's eyes, we the biggest fools that ever existed. Okay? And because they think that, they like, y'all missing out on what the world has to offer. Y'all placing your faith in somebody that died 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago. Y'all looking for him to come back sometime. And it's just all crazy thinking. But from God's perspective, it was the perfect plan to save us. And listen, if that means I got to be a fool to believe in it, then so be it. But that's what mankind does when we're left to ourselves and our own desires and our own thought processes. When a man steps away from God, he doesn't evolve, he devolves. He doesn't progress upward, he regresses downward. Life without God is a life that's on a downward path. And walking away from God, it doesn't prove that you're smart. It just proves that you're a fool. And it proves that you want your life to be a disaster. You want eternity to be a failure. It's a sad shape to be in, y'all. Listen, we just saw four reasons why God's angry with sinners. And if you ask me, a holy and righteous God, he's got plenty of reasons to be filled with wrath. So ask yourself, is there rebellion in your heart? Are there some things you're not giving to him? Do you need to make your life the center of his, or put his, his will in the center of your life? There's always room for improvement with all of us. But you got to want to make it. You got to want to see that change happen. You got to want to be different than the rest of the world. Because if you don't, you're going to be subject to everybody else facing God's divine fury. Amen. Hey, listen, thanks for joining us. Don't forget, you can subscribe and listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, on Apple Podcasts, in the iTunes Store, on iHeartRadio, on Amazon Music, and on BMC Radio, and BMC Radio On Demand. Also, don't forget, you can find us on the web, benevolentfaithministries.org. Log on now, learn more about our giving partnerships and how you can be the church without the need for any building. And don't forget to log on this and every Tuesday night. This Tuesday night and every Tuesday night for our online church services, 7 Eastern, 6 Central, 4 Pacific. Just go to benevolentfaithministries.online.church, create a screen, create a screen nickname, and you can chat along with us during service. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch y'all next time. Holla.